gets inside to Stefan White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Lars! Carlo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stefan White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Laos. Would you welcome Paddy Keenan? Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners. Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney. What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Louth are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Championship weekend one, now complete. We'll have the ins and outs of the big winners and the big losers of the weekend and the preview of the weekend too. So thanks for listening. Stay in the last and enjoy. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean she was steaming. And that time over at Johnny's place. Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face. Man, we just fell about the place. Right, let's start with the results of the weekend. Um, senior football championship. The Blues beat the Jocks 116 to 17 in the last game of the weekend in Dunlear. Clahar beat RD 212 to 117 in the game beforehand. Geraldines beat the Pats 10-9. And the Rallies beat the Joes 112-13 on Saturday night. Then the intermediate championship, there was only three winners this weekend. The Hunterstown Vikings game was called off. It'll be on Tuesday night. The Brides beat the Clans 116 to 2-8 in RD. came back to beat the Kevins 2-11 to 15 in RD as well. And then on the Sunday, Curley beat the Glen Emmets 1-18 to 2-7. Yeah, and then Junior Championship results. Um, the Westerns beat the Cahullingale 317 to 7. The Malachis beat the Shans 314 to 110. Dunlear 4.18, the Knicks 1.6. The Docking Ireland 4.14 to 9. I got over Stabannon and Roach on Thursday night. Kicked off the championship and that's the last result here. They won 19 points to Dowdles Hill 1.9. So those are the results of the weekend. Um, we're going to get into it now with the Senior Football Championship. Right, let's start with the Senior Championship game on Saturday night between the... Joe's in the rally. I think that was the only game on on Saturday in the Senior Championship. Yeah, the rest were on Sunday, the big double header and Dunlear and then the Geraldines and the Pats. But to Joe's and the Rallies, um it was one of those games going into which you thought both division two teams, uh, the Joe's have a bit of upheaval throughout the year with um new management team in place, uh, getting rid of the old one, um and losing a lot of players. Um, you thought the rallies fly in top of Division 2 should coast this game. Didn't happen like that. Joe's proved they really are a championship team. They always pull out all the stops and just, just give a great performance. They were 8-4 up, double scores at half-time and look full value for it. Um, you, you were, I didn't know exactly but they were saying it was 10 points to kick, 10 wides to kick in the first half. So... If they had have like if they had have got those scores on the board, you think they would have been comfortable. They would have would they would have held off the rallies fight back in the second half, 
But um, it's that man, uh, Rory Moore. Um, I think I mentioned him early on in the year when, when things weren't going right for Loud. You were, you would have been crying out for a lad like Rory Moore and, and a player who got an awful lot of abuse when he was with Loud. Um, it just shows how much of a play, big player he is. He's, well, he's a really big player for the rallies. The likes of he links up so well with uh, Ben Rogan inside and Barry Flanagan as well. And his brother Owen as well. But we get to that in a minute. That's a little section I have at the end. It's called um, Loud Player Watch. Um, so I have that in the end. And he might feature There's a couple of players from this uh, game in particular that might feature. But as you, as you can tell, you can always rely on Quigley to kick a couple of scores for the Joes. He was outstanding. And he's not fully fit either, so um, the rallies just dug in, just pulled like they they were. I think they went back, they were, they into the lead straight away after half time, and they leveled fairly quickly with with um, I think it was uh, Barry Moore. Um, so you can just oh Barry Flanagan, sorry. Um, so you could just see them eking away in that little belief that. Um, the rallies have, and maybe the Joes don't have this year. Like they're, they're missing Mulligan injury with a knee injury. Colin O'Hanlon's transferred down to uh, down the country. I think Limerick, and then Sampson as well has gone down to Carlo. So those are three good players. Like, and every club needs their, all the players. A couple of other lads are injured as well with them. So a really good performance, and it just shows that. That's a really tight group. They have the O'Connells. The O'Connells will face the O'Reilly's next. They'll fancy their chances. And then um, it'll also be uh, the Joes fancying them chances as well. They'll, they'll regroup. They'll take they'll take a lot of stock from it. And then look to still keep their championship hopes alive with a win um, against the O'Connells. So, really tight group. Really surprising as well. Everyone thought, oh, yeah, the O'Reilly's will coast that. Wrong. Everyone was fair, fairly wrong. Uh, myself included, but the Rattlies got the result in the end. And another, the other game, the first senior game on the Sunday, the Geraldines beating the Pats. If I was to tell you, the Geraldines would beat the Pats without um, Matthew Corcoran on the field, um, Shane O'Hanlon on the field, Dara Hamill on the field, Jim McEnany on the field, you would have said no chance. And actually, their new player, um, Conor Rafferty, not on the field. Uh, you'd laugh me out the gate but it just showed that um, championship football is a completely different animal and the Pats like they, they're they missing their two big men as well uh, in Paddy Keenan and Owen O'Connor so they lacked them maybe when it went down to the final stretch um, Red Card and Ross Murphy might have torn the game a couple of yellow cards um, kind of maybe let the momentum slide back to the Geraldines. But then James Craven dusted off a fine season with Loud and a disappointing end with the sending off to kick two two big points, two ma- a massive point to win it. Um, Conan High's back, he played very well too, kicked the booming point from way out. And then also James Corrigan stood up as well. But the two lads came off the bench, Conan Hyde just mentioned, and Sean Callan kicked two two good points as well. They came in and made an impact. So it just shows the Geraldines have a have a knack of beating the Pats. Um it just shows they're a dogged enough side as well. They have plenty of experience now, they've a lot of young players with a lot of uh, mileage been around the block and they've even went far and the Leinster Intermediate, they've all that behind them. It was a tight enough game. 
Jim wasn't fully fit, um, you could tell. But but they are, they, they cope very well. You know, to take out a, a, a win, a one point win, in the championship is great for the confidence and the momentum for your team, especially in the opening day. So they look gladly now to the Ger- to the Gales game. That'll be a really another tough game. That is really a really really tough group. The Pats will be a little bit despondent now. They felt they did enough to win the game. They thought they were going to win the game. Picked a lot of wides as well, um, but thought they'd done enough. Um, and thought you win that, you get to quarter final, get the boys back, you're on a roll. But now they're left in limbo. They have to wait around to play the Gales in a couple of weeks, and the Gales are no easy team to beat on any day, whether it be the first round or a league game. They're they're extremely tough to beat. But big win for the Gerald Lions, and that sets um, that sets us up now for the double header in Dunlear. The game of the entire weekend for me was the Clare win over the Marys. I think I mentioned earlier on that the Clare scored two twelve. No, it was the Marys scored two twelve. Clare got one seventeen. They were five down at half time, and you thought, oh, she's the Marys are, are carrying on their Shielding Cup win and bringing that momentum with them into the championship. But Clare knuckled down. They uh, they turned things around. They, it wasn't. They haven't done that in previous years. It wasn't like them. They grinded it out. They didn't panic. They, they were, it was level a couple of times in the second half. It was tit for tat. There was, there was good point taken on either sides. Um, Peter Kerwin ended up a one five. Um, but just, just when the game was there to be won, Clare won it, and that hasn't been uh, a, a tale for them. Or, hasn't been a trait of theirs in the past couple of years. Usually they would they would just draw the games. But Keenmore levelled the game and they worked the ball up the field and got two frees and Peach and Pepe stroked them over the bar. And it sets them up very nicely to win a game like that in a hot, high-intensity match in Dunlear. On a Sunday night, you're hanging around all weekend to play it. It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a statement victory for Clare. Um they probably look the most equipped team now, and it's kind of confirmed to nearly everyone in the county, including myself, that they're probably the most equipped team to play the Blues. So they'll be lingering, they'll be eyeing them up as well. But the Marys were, were talented as well. They have a couple of good players. Darren McConnell is a good chap. He could he could be making a feature of me in the Loud Player Watch later on. Um, Conor Gillespie as well, he played in that minor team last year, was good. And then the old reliables in Ronan Carroll and um, Darren Clark up front. Donald McKenney's a good chap, making a name for himself, centre back, strong. But they just they just couldn't get over the line. They, they lacked that little bit of experience. Like they obviously have a lot of young players in there. Um, John Bingham's back from injury, it's good to see. But Anthony Williams drove forward and Liam Shevlin switching out to the middle of the field. Well, not me, not in the middle of the field exactly, but playing in a deeper role. Drove at the Marys and he was very influential come the second half. Um, Dermot Campbell looks very solid at full-back. They tweaked a couple of things around. They look very solid. Ryan Rooney, um, back from America, looked lively for the Marys, but he's well marshaled by Pop. So it, um, it both augurs well for the... The Dreadnoughts, it's a big win for them in that group. They'll play the Mahonies now this weekend. Different sort of a team to play against. They'll be a little bit more tighter at the back and they'll, they'll have big target man and full forward. The Marys didn't really play that way tonight. But, um, yeah, 
good victory for the Dreadnoughts. And then the last game was the Blues and the Jocks. It was it was a disappointing game, um, really and truly. It was it, it didn't live up to expectations, and purely because the Blues were just were just too good. The Jocks couldn't really lay a hand on them. They were they were uh, they were slow to get into the game. They looked nervous and. Blues took full advantage and no better man than Andy McDonald. Kicked three great points in the first half and just steamrolled it. Then Kieran Downey took over in the second half and kicked points and showed massive work rate as well. And all along, you have the class of Ross Nally um, stroking balls over the bar and like outrageous points um, up front. And then leading at the back is Colm Judge uh, playing the sweeper role to perfection. Not only did he cut out a couple of balls inside the JP and what have you, he gets up the field and he kicks points as well, kicks freeze. So it it uh, it it was it was probably just very very sterile game because the Blues just could lift it when they wanted. There was a little scare in the second half for them when um, the Martins started the second half really well from the throw in. Um, they. Uh, JP showed all his experience, uh, got a tug and uh, went down, freak uh, penalty. Yes, you thought JP had taken, everyone thought JP had taken, but uh, Samurai stu- stuck it away. And then Clutterbuck got a point after that. Clutterbuck moved from the wing forward to wing back, and he was he was brilliant for them in that period, driving forward from half back. But the Blues switched on and got someone on to him and kind of cut that thread out fairly quickly. and they just took over from their knees to a nine point win. Um one thing you can say, uh the Jocks jersey is really, really nice. Um even the goalkeeper's jersey is nice as well. Um kinda on the carry style, all plain blue with three stri- three white stripes. So top marks for the jersey design. Um they'll now they'll they'll be up again at now because everyone will feel the pressures on them to uh do something this year. Kilcarely be waiting on the wings. Similar to the Dreadnoughts and the Mahonies, they'll uh, provide a different threat that the Blues didn't play face against the Martins. They'll, um, they'll have a big target man in, in, in Lennon and Lennon and uh, Tyg McEnany alongside them. So, like, you're guaranteed five, or five points each out of those two lads. So that's ten points the Blues will look to overtail and just they're just a classy outfit they brought on subs Jamie Kelly kicked a couple of points come off the bench Hugh McGinn eases the game out for them uh, runs down the clock work rate all over the field man marker Emma Carlin goes on Sam Mulroy um, just stabbed him for, for, for possession around the middle of the field Jocks tried hard and Wayne Campbell and Gavin Mooney just couldn't get going couldn't get enough ball in to Wheelow and JP and the Blues looked look comfortable. They look they look play like they look like they could go another couple of gears. So they'll be they'll face the Kilcarley next week. So I'm gonna do the predictions at the end. But that's the senior um, roundup. Blues, dreadnoughts, Geraldines and the Rattlies with with solid, solid victories. Um they get happy with their with their air at work and uh look for, look take that with them to next weekend. If you have thoughts on the Senior Championship weekend that I might have missed out on the the results, the players have stood out or key talking points or even funny stuff or stuff off the wall stuff or any little thing, just let me know at, at We Are Loud and um, 
have to say in Dunlear the press box was absolutely buzzing with the double header uh, that's because when we looked around and you look up into the roof of the place there's a wasp's nest so I'll actually I'll post a photo on uh, We Are Loud uh, Twitter page and just show you um, how you risk your life <laughs> to, to cover loud GAA but um, no it's worth it um, fine double header um, but that's the weekend that's the senior roundup. so if you have anything there um, that I've missed out on or feel it should, should be talked about let me know and we'll have a chat about it so get in touch at We Are Loud on Twitter on Facebook and on SoundCloud <laughs> What will you miss? I'll miss the I'll miss the crack. I'll miss the laugh. The large noise. I've made great friends through this. Oh yeah, after drinking there, and for the first time, going going into towns, going into Ardy to draw the, um, I started seeing kids wear loud jerseys. It was it was unreal. I looked at it in that way, it was always just about being the best, best you can be for the county. Again, it doesn't mean enough for people now to prove that you're wrong. Outlined the, the plan for you, what was that one Steve Reed and the and they had said that you know, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to get five times as much Just to, to have a backlash here, so I agreed. And I said, Yes, absolutely, I'll, I'll be doing that. And I walked, out the, I walked out the door and I wasn't driving at the time. My dad was in the car thinking, oh, Are we going to train five times a week? This is, this is ludicrous. Um, this, is, this is just. This is ridiculous. Like it's, it's never going to work. And you know, before you know it, then you can get into that routine. You play so with a tune. All right, yeah. No, I don't think you want to hear that. That clip there was um, from the very, very first podcast we did with with Rido um, after his retirement. Good chat and good sit sit down. Um, Natter over his career with Loud and. Um, if you if you miss it, just go back then to episode number one, and it's it's all there. Um, it's worth it's worth listening to. But then I I would say that. Um, so junior junior tonight. Uh, this junior this week. How did we go? You look. I'm looking at the full list of scores here down in front of me, and a lot of very one sided victories. Scorelines like four eighteen, four fourteen, three seventeen. The Roach earned the eighteen that didn't get a goal. Um, that one they got 19 points and um, I suppose that's probably the only really competitive game um, Roach and Dowdles Hill and they probably would be disappointed with that um, only beating Dowdles Hill by 7 points if they have ambitions to win the senior or to win the junior uh, competition outright 
Um, the Young Ireland put out a fairly good statement. Um, four fourteen against the Bannon is is good going without Derek Maguire even getting on the score sheet. Younger brother Dean got a couple of goals, but uh, I think he went off injured. But it's the Bannon like I seen the Bannon last year play uh, Tully Allen in the opening game, and Tully Allen went on to win it. But they they look fair like. They were fairly uh, competitive, and that that scoreline just like backs up what a lot of people around the county and myself think that uh, the Young Irelanders look a, look a really good chance to win the junior. Um, so you've other dark horses there, Dunlear and the Westerners, getting the jobs done, business like running up good scores, getting the confidence up. Um, the county man Tommy Dornan to the fore for the Westerns. Um, Kieran Campbell as well, not you know, I think he got seven points, a couple of frees as well. Um and then the, I think he's a young chap, Connor Kerr, got one one and he was on that R D um community school, key player for them. So it's nice to see that, that they've plenty of youth coming through out the Western's way as well. So they'll be there thereabouts, like I said, Tommy will give them a bit of a bit of a chance whoever they get they should get out of that group. Um and then Dunlear as well, solid enough victory over the next day were dark horse, a couple of Murphys um got on the score sheet. Um Ian Mulroy as well. He's a good player, he's a good, he's a good chap. Um always have Colin yes. Colin Murphy eight points, Alan Murphy got a point and uh, Bob Murphy got one one. So all the Murphys uh won ten between them. Um the Knicks they'll feel uh they they'll feel where we're we going here but in fairness to them, they got a team out. They uh, they're building. They've a couple of young players coming through. They'll uh, they'll hold out and they they'll get there. They they will get there. I I firmly believe that with a bit of help behind them, they they have a lot of players there that can be nurtured and 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 uh, helped along. Same with Cahill and Gales. Like they're only starting out. They um they're struggling for a pitch and what have you but they'll get that sorted and they, they have the playing number to the national schools um, they'll get there um, but it's good to see the Malachys getting a good win over the Shawns I would, I think I, I think I tipped the Shawns I may have um, and just like the, the like a lot of those players on that team uh, the Malachys team would have played like senior the likes of Roland Green big leader for them Colin Rooney um, Ronan McElroy, Megan, all them boys would have played senior football. Um, so did it went a wee bit with a Roy last year, but they got the looked like they're getting the right together. And they could they could knock some big horse out. Um, a big horse, yeah, a big team out. So good to see the win. Jack Carron seemed to have shined. Uh, Podrick Moley got one tour from the end of the field. I think Jack Carron's a, a rugby player. If, if I'm not. If I not correct, uh, and then you've Tony Kelly, a oh, great servant for the Shawns, along with uh, Millie Kevin McMahon, um, two good lads. Tony got one three, usually does bang in a goal, and then Millie's probably the Shawns' best player, most consistent player the past couple of years. So they'll 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 reboot and uh, go go at it again. But that's the that's the junior in in a nutshell. I think I'll go ahead and I'll. Um, I'll give the predictions for that for next week along with the junior uh, chat here. Um, you have Clyde and Roach in the mock this on Friday night. That is mouthwater and clash for the for the junior for the junior setup. Possible final pairing. 
um, Glide coming in on the cold, um, Roach came under the belt, um, Barry O'Hare banging over scores to beat the band as as he usually does and will do whenever he's playing. Um, so who win? I think I think the Roach will edge that will edge that one. I know the Glide have been going very well, but. The Roach will hit training hard this week after losing to after not after only winning by seven points against Dowdles Hill. They'll dust themselves down. They'll want to they'll want to top the group. They'll be full of confidence. They have a game under their belts. Um they, sh- they might get over the glide and shock the glide. Um glide will be many people's favourites to win it out with the division two pedigree. Lanlier played the Malachis, just two winning teams in group four facing each other. Whoever wins that will possibly get out. But in, in looking at the two games with the Sean's playing the Knicks, it looks like those two teams will go out. So it's a matter of who's going to top the group. The Malachies or Lanlier. I think, um, despite the resurgence from the Malachies, I think Lanlier will have enough firepower to get over them. Um, that game's also in the Moctus on Friday night. That's the second of the doubleheader, 8.15. The Glide Roach game's on at 7 o'clock. And then the Westerns play the Tones in Stabannon. The doubleheader in Stabannon on Friday night as well. Western play the Tones. You might think, oh yeah, easy win for the Westerns. But no, the, the Tones played well in Stabannon last year. They drew with the Mitchells um, in Division 3 there, uh, three game during the week. It'll be sticky enough. It'll be a uh, territory team versus a country team. They'll, they'll uh, be nothing in it, but you like to think... Um, the Westerners should get over that with a game under the belts as well. And then the Shawns and the Knicks in Group 4. The Shawns will want to cling on to the hopes, get the score difference up and beat the Knicks fairly convincingly. And the other the other game left in the Junior Championship is in the Young Irelanders versus the Mitchells. Mitchells first game out uh, could be a baptism of fire against the Young Irelanders who will look to get business done but the Mitchells are, are a very very physical big team a lot of rugby players that play with RD rugby um, are right down the spine of that team uh, very strong very competitive couple of nice little forwards up front um, Barry Kirk Alan's brother um, John Gallagher on that loud minor team and another chap I can't think of his name now won't come to me head red haired fella Good little nippy little forward. So they might pose a little bit of a problem, but I think Young Ireland should have too much of them. So that's the junior roundup. That'll be hopefully um, that'll be Friday night and one game on the Sunday. Um, they're not sure where that Young Ireland Mitchell's game is yet, but it could be another triple header in the clans. Um, so that's that's the junior roundup. Uh, there you go. Um, if you think. Actually, get send in who you think will win the junior. Is it going to come down to Lloyd and Roach? Is someone else going to come out of nowhere and win it, or will the Young Irelanders win it? Um, do let me know. But big game is obviously standing out there, standout ties, Lloyd and Roach. So I've decided instead of uh, doing a team of the week, which uh, I used to do on loudandproud.com, I'm going to do a loud watch, loud player watch, players who have stood out and 
are the talks of all the banks on the over the weekend who's who played well or who who um who stood out for for different teams over the weekend and who has potential to maybe step up to the county and you hear a lot of people saying oh he could do a job with the county he should be there with the county there's worse there than him you know so uh, I have a couple of names in here that I that impressed um, and also I'm not doing the team of the week because you get dogs abuse over it so I'm going to leave that and uh, first name on the list and he's probably been on the list this year and he's I think he's actually played for Loud this year and it's Ross Nally and the reason I mention him is because how the champ hasn't started for Loud this year this winter even just to bed him in and get him the experience is beyond belief because he was absolutely exceptional against um, the Martins. He was just unmarkable at times. Um, Brian Barrow picked him up and did a quite good job of him, pushed him out to the corner, did what you'd expect, um, shepherded him out, but he just turned, like he's shooting from impossible angles and he just whips them over. Just uh, a really, really classy footballer and just such a punishing player. Um, the Martins get, get, would get into the game, feel like they're there, thereabouts, and Nally just bang, 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 just outrageous points, just take the steam right out of you, and you just think, what can I do here? How how am I going to get back into it? Um, sticking with the Blues, you'd like to have Colm Judge back if he'd come back. That's a trend here. Um, you might find Loud Player Watch. Um, will he come back? W- would you get him back? Um, Adam, Adam Winters, Sean, in defence for the, for the Martins. Very strong, composed, um, got forward in the second half and they needed them to get forward. And also, a really outstanding player for um, the Martins is uh, John Clutterbuck. Um, very dynamic player. Um, he, he'd like to get him involved um, next season with the new management. And then uh, for Cooley, you have um, two wing-backs, um, Old McDade and Jerry Malone. Those chaps look very well going forward and, and they can defend a lot too. So you'd like to pick them up. I think McDade has a lot of experience with um, underage squads and development squads. I think he was on the 21s when we had it on the 21 team, the last on the 21 team. Uh, probably on the 21 this year, but they changed it to on the 20s. Jerry Malone used to be a forward, but he's a makeshift um Wing back defender and he's uh, quite a good. It's been a revelation for him, really. Kevin Hertie's supposed to have shone really well for the brides, um, on the forty. So you'd be looking to get him back. I think he's another chap that played for the Loud Miners and we'll have you all the way up. Um, he really shone for them. Uh, Liam Shevlin. Um, that's another lad. Would would he come back? Uh. Really dynamic player, won a lot of ball around the middle of the field, drove forward, won freeze. Um, oh, also, I forgot one player from the Martins as well, um, Owen Callahan. Showed a lot of class and um, a maturity for a young player beyond his years. Um, kind of forced a couple of shots, but really classy operated away. He evaded a couple of tackles and put it up to the blues at times and for a chapter so young he's he's a long way to go you'd like to get him involved with the other best players around the county and and have him and have him getting used to that setup because that's where he belongs um big fan of mine uh, from the Joes Conal Smith 
Uh, really, really good player. I think he played more of a deeper role last year for the Joes. He was one of their sweepers. And he would have been brilliant on the counter-attack and in transition, bringing defence to attack, uh, clever on the ball. But he played a more uh, inside role for the Joes. And he kicked three points, very dynamic, like I said. Sharp, and he, he can kick. He's, I have to prove it that he can kick points. Um, and speaking of a lad that can kick points, uh, Barry O'Hare, another massive mammoth fee. He'd be looking to top the junior championship scoring charts once again. And then going right back into goals, you have young RD goalkeeper Alan McGauley, uh, McGauley is making a name for himself as well. Good kickouts, solid. Um, was on that minor team last year, so he's potential as well. Uh, unfortunately, he did concede a Peter Caron goal. Another, another lad you'd like to have back. Would he come back? Uh, he has the potential and he was on fire. He was on fire, a big player for the Dreadnoughts inside, leading the line. Dermot Campbell, the other end, played very well. The, that Laird on the 21 team with Colin Kelly when he was over that team, went to the Leinster final. A solid player. Looks we've playing very consistently well and a key player for the Dreadnoughts now <coughs> in at fullback in mind in the house. Um, Darren McConnell, I know he was called up with Loud this year, impressed again for RD. Um who else is there on the Loud Player Watch? Um, Rory Moore. I mentioned already. You don't realise how good he is until he comes back. And the same could be said to Colin McKeever as well from the clans. Um, those two lads have to be part of the setup next year for to go forward. Um, his brother Owen as well is another good player. If you get the two brothers along, you wouldn't be doing half bad there. Um, ben Rogan as well always does it. Always for such a hard player to mark at um, club level. Always will get goals. You might as well just write down gold beside his name because he get any got a vital goal for them um, the weekend. Um, that's it, that's it. I think that's uh, what's that bit? What, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty players mentioned there. Some have played for Loud, and some you'd like to get involved with Loud, and some have played on the raids with Loud, but they stood out over the weekend. And if you're a new manager coming in, God knows who it's going to be, um, you'd like to have them involved. Um, it's just a new thing trying out. If you felt anyone stood out, or who do you think was a red star or a top performer over the weekend let me know and send it in and I'll, I'll give them a special mention next week as well um, or even over the weekend if you thought someone played well who, who should be on the loud radar um, let me know and we'll have the crack Right, I'm going to finish now with uh, fixtures and predictions. Um, Hunterstown play the Feckins in Darver on Tuesday night. Whoever wins that game plays <coughs> plays on the Sunday in the Clannagales against the Moctis. That possibly will be a triple header, but the Geraldines and the Gales uh, headline that. Um, Friday night is the ju- junior double headers. And then Saturday in RD, Cooley take on the Plunkets and Mattock take on the Brides in Intermediate Championship. 
Uh, I've given the junior um, predictions. I won't be giving the intermediate predictions, as you all know. Um, and then the senior prediction. So the O'Rahillies play the O'Connells in Dunlear on Saturday night. Um, the O'Rahillies have a win under the belt. The O'Connells are coming in uh, stale. And showed a bit of league form. Uh, the Rallies will have that confidence of eking out a tough, tight game, tight contest. They'll have that behind them. They'll know they can edge it out. The O'Connells are very much like the Joes. Have some classy, classy forwards. None classier than Niall Condon. And they're big-time players as well. Uh, the likes of Jackie Agnew... Um, Salem, Salem Raphael is, is just such an underrated player for them. And then Snitchy in the goals, pulling it all together. They are the intermediate champions. Um, there's no draws in my predictions, so I'm going to give this uh, a win for the Rallies. Just, just. Wouldn't be surprised if the O'Connells did beat them. Um, then on Sunday, the... Uh, there's there's three games. Uh, there's a double header in the Grove, two uh, the senior championship double header in the Grove, and then the Geraldines play the Gales in the Clans. So that's a real Dundalk kind of suburb derby there. <laughs> really tight game. Will the Gerals edge out another tight game? I suppose no better preparation for playing the Gales than the Pats. It'll be tight. It'll be tough. The the Clans play is very narrow, so it'll probably suit the Gales as well. Um, a very hard game to call as well. The the Gales went all the way to the senior final last year. They'll uh, they'll want to get off to a right start. I know the very sad circumstances this past couple of weeks, but nothing to bond them together than a championship victory. Um, I think that the Gales could blow the blow the group wide open. Like if you look at the three three players that I mentioned that are missing to begin with and. Jim goes off injured and um, Conor Rafferty goes off injured. Yeah, slight fancy for the Gales, who uh, people have kind of forgotten about for the senior Joe Ward tilt, but to have the quality of players there, Derek Crilly, what have you. Um, Barry Waters is shining for them. Uh, Mass and a new player they've, they've gotten the forward line. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Gales. Gales victory. Gales victory. And then the, the double header on uh, in the, on in the Grove is another another good good uh, double header. Um, the Blues kick it off against Kilcarley. Um You're gonna say everyone's gonna say Blues victory, but I don't think it'll be as easy as uh, they had it against the Martins. I think Kilcarley, a little bit more dogged. They played them last year. Did cause them problems. They'll they'll feel um, they'll have nothing to lose. Go out and maybe. Maybe uh, give themselves a platform by powering the ball into the two boys and the top of the square. And maybe you never know. Once Leno and Ty get in the game, um, and supplied by the McElroys and James Fagan, you're you're always going to be in the game. So Blues win, but it won't be as easy as the weekend past. Dreadnoughts and Deshaun and he's really good, really good game. Really uh, fascinating lineups, and it'll test Darren Campbell on the edge of the square, and John O'Brien pulling the strings. Much tighter, cagier game and offer. Will uh, the Dreadnoughts be allowed that much space around the uh, around their forward line? Not likely. 
the man he's hit them on the counter attack. They've lo- they, they've loads of nice little forwards like Fisher, um, Kilcoyne, um, the McLaughlins. So like they've seen a championship champions not so long ago, and the Dreadnoughts have never won a senior championship, so they'll have that as well. They are coming in cold. They have a couple of injuries. They've struggled in recent weeks. The Dreadnoughts do have the upper hand on them um, in the league in league in league contests uh, this past couple of years. And uh, the Manics did beat them in the championship though as well. They dumped them out a couple of years ago in the quarter final stage. Um, the Dreadnoughts for me. The Dreadnoughts for me. I think they'll uh, I think they'll carry on the momentum. So looking at that, I think the only teams I haven't given the that aren't going to pick up the second win is the Gales. They're going to blow that group wide apart, and uh, possibly the O'Connells wouldn't be surprised. So that's my predictions: the O'Rahillies, the Blues, the Dreadnoughts, and the Gales. And um, if you have your predictions, get them in. But um, can't wait now till uh, well Tuesday night, and then. Well, kicks off fully again for the full weekend on Friday, uh, as weekends usually do. I've been Daniel Bannon, and you've been listening, so thanks very much, and uh, make sure to get in contact, <coughs> listen on SoundCloud, or download We Are Loud on the iTunes app. Thanks very much, and looking forward to week two again.